everyone. It's Robert Poole with the Growing Your B2B Small Business Podcast. In today's episode, I want to talk about one of the biggest roadblocks we face as entrepreneurs and salespeople and how to break through it. Let's get started. You have a small B2B business. Are you frustrated with the lack of resources to grow in B2B? So where do we go to learn how to grow our B2B small business? Should we focus on traditional offline methods, online techniques, or both? How do we bring in more clients and revenue and yet keep our sanity? I'm Robert Poole. Join me as I share two decades of B2B growth experience, learn new techniques, and combine both offline and online growth strategies to grow my own business. If you're listening to this podcast, you're part of an elite group of achievers who aren't willing to settle for just a nine-to-five job. Welcome to the tribe and welcome home. Okay, everyone, I hope you're having an awesome day today. In the last episode, we talked about the difference between sales and marketing, how fundamental it is to understand the difference and how each of us can use this to help grow our business. Today, I want to talk about one of the biggest roadblocks uh, we face as entrepreneurs and salespeople. You know, and you've been programmed from birth to believe a lie. And that lie is that success, specifically monetary success and wealth, are evil or at a minimum bad. I hope you can keep an open mind during this episode as I'm going to say some controversial things. However, if you listen and get my reasoning, I think it will serve you and grow in your business, regardless of business type, industry, etc. So why do I say this is one of the biggest roadblocks for us as entrepreneurs and salespeople? You know, uh, when they talk about businesses that fail or don't fail, you know, they talk about, you know, it's a lack of funding or lack of resources. You know, the business owner isn't skilled. Uh, there's not enough education on the business owner's, you know, uh, behalf, that sort of thing. But I really, in my mind, I think that the subconscious fear of success, which is, you know, in business means money, is really what is hampering us. You know, if you look around the society that we live in, in a Western culture, you know, you have to see how money and success is viewed. You know, just uh, take a look at Hollywood, who's, you know, uh, you look at movies and who's generally the bad evil guy. But, you know, yes, it might be Hannibal Lecter, you know, on, you know, some movies, but you know, a good majority of the time, it's, you know, the evil corporation out to get more money while stepping on the average person. It's the rich guy who's got some nefarious plan. It's the greedy business owner or the landlord who screws over the main character. You know, even if you look at the majority of murders in movies and TV, you know, who's the murderer? It's generally a rich person or an evil corporation. You know, I don't remember the exact percentage of Hollywood movies, but they did study and it's like in the 70% or something like that, that um, the murderers are, are actually a either a rich person or an evil corporation uh, that, you know, that gets into your psyche, you know, and you know, even the, the rich are demonized by the media every day. And I just, yesterday I read an article about Gavin Newsom, the current governor of California. And um, he got, you know, uh, he's getting some controversy because he attended uh, a birthday party of one of his, you know, uh, I don't know, it was a fundraiser or some, some guy that is in his circle and they went to a fancy restaurant that starts at $350 a plate, uh, et cetera. And, uh, you know, he met with, I think, like 20 people in his party or something. And so he's got a lot of heat, even from people in his uh, political leaning. And, um, you know, it wasn't, um, you know, it was, of course, about the coronavirus and, you know, telling, you know, people in California that they can't meet in big groups and then doing, you know, the opposite himself. But, you know, the other thing they pointed out was that, you know, here he goes, you know, the governor is going to this $350 minimum plate restaurant, you know, with all these rich buddies or whatever. And isn't he evil? Cause Californians are struggling with the economic, you know, stuff. So, you know, you see that over and over again in the media. You know, I'm not endorsing his behavior or anything like that. And I don't share his politics, but at the same time, 
demonizing the rich is is almost tradition in this country, unfortunately. So, I mean, where does this come from? First, you know, what are we taught in school? You know, study hard so you can get into a good college and, you know, then rack up potentially hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt, you know, so that we can graduate and make 40K a year. And, you know, where did that come from? You know, our education system was really set up, uh, you know, back in the early 1900s with some of the industrial barons, you know, that gave endowments, you know, like a Carnegie type of person, you know, uh, to different schools. And it was really to train people to be workers in their factories. Before that, uh, you know, people owned a business. You know, you were a blacksmith or you were a shoemaker or you were a farmer, etc. It was only with the Industrial Revolution that this idea of being a worker really changed things. So back to the money, uh, you know, where did this this influence come from, this idea that that money is bad? You know, um, whether you believe it or not, uh, you know, it's a historical fact that at least in the U.S., uh, the founders were, were founded the country on Judeo-Christian principles. And, you know, most of the founders were Christian, believed in the Bible, etc. Again, you don't have to be a, a religious person at all, but that's just a fact of history. Now, follow me on this before you turn off, because I, I don't want you to hear about, you know, religion as is true, whether you're a Christian or not, or regardless of your religious beliefs. You know, if you've been part of Western society, this has been hammered into you since birth. You know, there are multiple passages in the Bible that, you know, on the surface seem to say that wealth is bad and accumulation of wealth is sinful. And I'm tell you here that in my opinion, you know, people are misunderstanding the Bible. You know, some of the classics we've all heard, uh, again, money is the root of all evil, which of course they misquote that it's the love of money that is the root of all evil. Um, you know, the Jesus saying, you know, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than a rich man into heaven, things like that. Um, you know, if you're a Christian or have an interest in that type of thing, um, you know, I would highly suggest you check out Myron Golden, who's one of my favorite uh, speakers that about wealth, and he talks about this in depth uh, from a biblical perspective. But, you know, if you you also want to look at uh, biblical examples, you know, if you happen to go to Sunday school when you were a kid or whatever, you know, you might know some of the major characters in the Bible, you know, Abraham, David, Solomon, you know, Joseph, and even Jesus for that matter. You know, and these were all very wealthy individuals. And, you know, if, if money is so evil, you know, why would God give them that wealth? You know, you look at somebody like Solomon and, you know, we, we look at today, you know, the billionaires that have a hundred billion dollars or whatever, you know, like a Bill Gates or something. And, you know, he's just a peon compared to the money that Solomon had, uh, you know, 2000 plus years ago. Um, and, uh, you know, if you translate it into modern dollars, he was worth trillions of dollars. And so, you know, and yet he was, you know, represented in the Bible as a very good person. So I, I think that uh, trying to tie money to, you know, uh, person's, you know, good attributes or good morals or whatever is totally false. You know, I mean, if you can even look back at, uh, you know, the first time that, you know, money is mentioned in the Bible. And of course, you know, what's a universal, uh, what's the universal value of money? It's gold. So the first time gold is mentioned in the Bible, it's in Genesis 2. And, you know, God says that uh, the gold is good. You know, he doesn't say, you know, gold is neutral or gold is bad. He says it's good. And, you know, again, regardless of your spiritual beliefs, you grew up in a Western society, most likely. And this false belief was created by the church and people who don't understand the, the Bible, but it permeates our society and our education system. So, yes, it does matter whether you, again, whether you're religious or not, uh, it's in your psyche. You know, outside of, you know, uh, any kind of religious context, you know, the other false belief that are somehow ingrained in our society, you know, that if I get rich, I'm going to have to screw others over or, 
if I get rich, that's not fair. There are lots of poor people. Uh, you know, if I get rich, people won't like me, which, you know, these days, maybe that's true, but, you know, money won't make you happy. Uh, but I would say, well, neither being broke, you know, um, accumulation of wealth is really a basic tenet of capitalism. And as far as I'm concerned, capitalism has helped more people out of poverty than any other economic system in the history of the world. So, you know, when you're selling and growing your company, if you don't believe that money is good, you're really going to limit and hold yourself back and self-sabotage. You know, you're going to worry about what your friends and family think of your success, uh, feel guilty that you made too much money. You know, all this puts a roadblock on your good, on your growth. Well, so what does money do that's actually good? I mean, you know, the obvious ones, you know, the vast majority of charity in this country is given by rich people. You know, uh, if you don't have any money to give, then you're not going to be able to give. You know, rich people provide jobs for everyone else. If they didn't have the money, they wouldn't start businesses and they wouldn't create jobs. You know, the taxes they pay, you know, on, you know, depending on their level of wealth, you know, can make up for hundreds or even thousands of people's share of the burden of running the government. You know, and, you know, if you're poor, you can't help anybody. Um, you have no ability to help a friend in serious need. But, you know, if you have the money, then you can. So money, again, it depends on how it's used. You know, people say, well, money is bad or it's neutral. And, it's really not true. It's good. But of course, you know, you can use it for bad purposes uh, by bad people, but that's true with anything. You know, you can use uh, your car for a good thing to go and, you know, feed the poor or whatever, or go to a soup kitchen. And you can also use your car to run somebody over, but it's, you know, like the, the car itself is not bad. So, you know, we've got this, you know, hopefully I convince you that we have this psychologically ingrained in all of us in a Western society in particular. So what do we do to change that? Well, the first thing I would say is, uh, you know, you have to be aware of the programming that you have and it, your ears will perk up once you're aware of something, you know, and figure out um, second what your specific beliefs that you have and where you got them. Where do they come from your parents? Do they come from school? Do they come from your church if you're a religious person, you know, and go back and evaluate those beliefs. Are, you know, are they valid? You know, like I said, if you're a Christian, you know, look deeper into those misquoted verses in the Bible. You know, every time you catch yourself questioning or feeling guilty, stop and figure out where that emotion's coming from and really reevaluate it. Only with time and practice are you going to be able to break through that deep-seated belief. But, you know, there's other things you can do and focus on how you can help others when you make money. And, you know, that gives you a whole different perspective. And, you know, I'm just going to say this, but in my mind, if you're not making money and you have the ability to make money in business and can make a lot of it, uh, and there's a lot of people that need you to do that. You're actually being selfish. You know, not everybody was given a business mind or desire to create or a calling to business by their creator or the universe or whatever you want to call it. Uh, and so in my mind, you, you have a responsibility to help others and to make that money and help those who can't do it themselves. You know, um, you know, if you hamper yourself by letting your beliefs about money get in the way, you're by default allowing some people to suffer that really need to hand up and they're counting on you. You know, I love um, Steve Larson is one of my big um, influences. And, you know, and the way he says it is get rich and give back. And I think that's a, a great philosophy to have. So takeaways from this episode. First, you know, money is good. It's not neutral and it's not bad. You know, um, you've probably got a lot of false beliefs about it just growing up in Western society. So I think the biggest thing you can do to get yourself out of that mentality is to focus on the people that you'll be able to help by becoming wealthy. So in all this, you know, again, you don't have to be a religious person at all. You just have to understand the influence that's there in our society. And if you are interested in learning more, you know, don't take my word for it. Do this research yourself. And this is, you'll find out that this is not my opinion. It's facts. So 
you know, I hope you got something out of this. I know this is a big roadblock for a lot of people. I know it was for me for many years, and it's really only recently that I've been able to put it into words and understand it, you know, from a when I was small, probably in high school or whatever, and on, it really, uh, I felt very strongly about taxes because I've always thought that why would you punish people who were doing, who were wealthy and who were doing well and creating jobs and that sort of thing, even when I was broke and had nothing, you know? And uh, so I think that, you know, it's easier for me to sit here and talk, but if you do your own research, I think you'll find out that uh, this stuff is true. So uh, thanks for uh, listening today, and I will talk to you in the next episode. Thanks for listening today. I hope you learned something you can implement right away. I know your time is valuable, and it's really an honor to serve you. Please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes and give me your honest feedback and what future subjects would help you out the most. Now, I've also put together a short ebook on some of the top lessons I've learned in 20 years uh, in a B2B business. You can download a free copy at growyourb2bcompany.com. That's growyourb2bcompany.com.